0: welcome back or welcome to the single track podcast i'm your host finn melanson and this is a 2022 javelina 100 pre-race interview with dakota jones a professional trail runner for normal based in salt lake city utah before we dive in if you are a fan of single track please consider supporting the show with a rating and review in your favorite podcast player A donation on Patreon or the use of our sponsored discount codes, all of which you can find in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for your consideration, and with that, let's get started. All right, Dakota Jones, it's a pleasure to have you on the Single Track Podcast. Thanks
1: a lot, man. It's really great to be here.
0: So, a couple things I want to touch on before we get into Javelina. First, and perhaps at least in my opinion, because I'm a Salt Lake City local, you recently moved back here and. I'm curious. Can you talk about what it's been like getting reacquainted and are you enjoying it so far?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still figuring things out. Very much a new, a new person here. I've never lived in a city this big, um, but I am from, I, I lived in Southern Utah until I was 15. Um, so it does kind of feel like I'm at home a little bit. And the big reason that I moved here was to be closer to family. And so I'm actually living next door to my sister now and her husband. Um, and you know, there's such a great community here. So it's it feels like I'm here with a bunch of friends too. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to come to a place where I feel like I know people, especially family, but also like for how many times I've been through here, I don't know the Wasatch Mountains like at all. And yeah. the little bit that I've been able to get out there in the last few months, it's like pretty mind blowing.
0: <laughs> Looking at like Gaia and Strava and seeing what other folks are doing. Do you feel like uh, this can be a place where you can satisfy all your training needs for the hard rocks and the UTMBs and all these great mountain races across the world.
1: Oh yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, the Wasatch is amazing. You can get as much technical stuff as you want. You can have big vert days. Um, I mean, you can have everything you need. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's incredible, and it's like right next to this giant city. <laughs> Actually, my sister calls it a mid-sized city. Excuse me.
0: <laughs> right on. Well, <clears throat> you've had a super interesting year. I think, by all accounts, an awesome hard rock performance and. I want to say all that first because I'm always interested in where great athletes like yourself are at their, in their careers right now. And you've got engineering school, you've got footprints going on, you've got other life responsibilities. You just moved. Where does running sit on the totem pole for you right now? Like how, how important is it? How integral is it? Do you feel like you're being like a a quote unquote pro athlete right now?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, in terms of like trail runners where it's like trail runners are kind of expected to race too much and like do all kinds of other things. Like, yeah, I'm normal in that sense. But like, in terms of real athletes, like triathletes or like road runners or cyclists, it's like, that's all they do. And, and I'm very much not there. Um, you know, I've been running ultras for a really long time and, um, had ups and downs. And I think that around like two years ago, I kind of like found a new rhythm for myself that helped me feel like, more connected to running than i had in the past few years before that um and basically it's i think it comes down to like having a finding a reason for me that like feels really powerful for me to be a part of the sport and to continue to put so much effort into running ultra marathons and for me that's like environmental activism and just community development and so you mentioned my my running camp footprints running that's a major part of what i'm focused on now and um you know, it's not like I'm like trying to race well, just so the footprint succeeds, but, um, racing well does help footprint succeed sometimes because it like gets attention on it, but it also like racing. Well, it's, it's not about racing. Well, it's about just racing because that puts me back a part of this community. And like the whole like model that we're trying to focus on with environmental action is about like leveraging your community and there's like no better community than the trail running world. So, um, I feel like for me, I'm focused a lot on, on like organizing these running camps and on doing engineering school. And and mm-hmm. that takes a lot of time and attention away from running, but it also like from in my brain, it's all a part of like the activism I'm trying to do and like the participation I want within the trail running world. So like running is kind of like the foundation of it all. Mm. Does that make any sense?
0: <laughs> oh no, right on man. And I think we'll, we'll loop back around to where you're at. From like a racing standpoint and what's on your plate the rest of the year and you know after that but uh i guess reflecting on environmental action for a second you, you recently made the switch from solomon to, to normal killian's brand and i think that that's super cool man and yeah me much, too <laughs> given, given that uh, oh yeah it is and given that killian kind of shared well he definitely shares a lot of the same values that you have in terms of our responsibility in shepherding this planet uh how much did environmental action uh factor into that decision
1: yeah i mean i don't want to say anything bad about solomon because solomon's amazing i worked with them for like seven years and i think that they've done an amazing thing for the sport and built up like the community of the sport really really well um it's not that i left solomon because i was unhappy with them i i like it's more that i like joined normal because i had this amazing opportunity to join killian's new team and um you know, like anybody else, it's like, I definitely kind of idolize Killian. He's like the best athlete we've ever seen in our sport. But I I particularly admire him because of this kind of like activism he does outside of the sport or, Hmm. or kind of through his his like celebrity within the sport. Um, And he's really smart like the more you get to know him like you know he's pretty soft-spoken and everybody always asks him about like running or skiing so you don't really hear this a lot although he has been more outspoken the last few years but it's like he's super smart he he reads a lot of articles and books and like watch the documentaries like he knows a lot about what needs to be done and he's also humble enough to like do what he can and then find the experts to do what he can't so like Normal's is a great example it's like he wanted to start a brand that was making like high quality performance products but also like that can be an example within the outdoor industry of a profitable business that's profitable because of their sustainability actions mm-hmm. um and killian like doesn't know how to be a CEO because he's never done that. He doesn't know how to be like a product designer, a product manager. Like, of course, he's a very smart person who can learn these skills and he's he's involved in every step of the way, but he like hired the professionals to like do these, these specific tasks so that this business can succeed. And and that's something that I've really tried to admi- admire and emulate as much as I can. Like we haven't – like my running camps is a nonprofit and I'm the executive director, but it's like <laughs> – I shouldn't be because i don't have the experience to do that you know fortunately i have a lot of people who do have experience who help me but um i don't know where i'm going with this basically it's like it's a huge honor to join killian's team because i think that what they're doing is a really cool uh extension of the kind of work that i want to do sorry i was rambling
0: super cool and i i, I i'm i'm kicking myself here because we're, we're constrained by the I run far style Javelina pre-race interview format. So we'll have to go. That's long okay. We'll come back point. and do it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But moving to Javelina, um, how are you feeling heading in? We were talking offline. You've been doing some, in my opinion, super cool linkups in the Wasat to, that are somewhat Javelina specific to make it happen. Uh, how's training going for you?
1: It's been going super well. Um, I think it's really easy to pick apart a training cycle and say like, Oh, if I'd done this a little bit better or this or this and this, but you know, I've done this long enough. I feel good. I, my body's responding well. I've worked really, really hard. Um, I think the trick now is just to rest and make sure that I'm fully recovered. Cause I've, I've put in a lot of work. Um, so it, it's been really fun. I feel like I've had really good, like consistency. And I, for me, honestly, for everybody, I, I think that the most important aspect of training is just consistency. And, and I, I have, I only had like one tiny little mix up one day where it's like, I, I, I missed a workout because of some silly thing, but I don't know in five, six, seven, what is this? Like seven weeks that I was really focusing on. That's
0: not that bad. And you feel like, I mean, hard rock was a ways away at this point, like three months ago. Do you feel like that is like totally passed and you know, all of the, the rigors that you put yourself through during that race, like you're recovered from it and you're yeah. Are- the specific ready.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I definitely wouldn't be able to go up and down mountains like that right now. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I feel like hard rock went really, really well because I was really prepared for it and I was super fit. And when you're really fit, you recover well, and you also recover well when you actually recover, you know, like, I think we have a tendency to just like, get excited, especially after you have a good race, like hard rocks, kind of the best race I've ever had, especially that distance. And so it's easy to be like psyched and like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna do this again in three or four weeks. Um, but fortunately, I I didn't do that. <laughs> um, and now, like you said, we're like three ish, or more months out from hard rock. And I feel like I recovered pretty quickly, I took the time I needed. Um, it was like, and for me, that's often more mental than physical, I put a lot of energy like mental and emotional energy into running a, a race that i care about mm. and and hard rock is like the race i care most about so mm. it, it takes time to recover from that but like i i definitely could not have trained the way i did for Havelina without being fully yeah. like recovered from
0: hard rock well obviously well at least in my opinion but i think a lot of folks would agree you're one of the best runners in our sport and wow, i think it's nice. also interesting you uh You raced with a lot of courage at Hard Rock, like 50 or 60 miles into the race. You took the lead against Francois and Killian, and you still finished strong. Uh, (laughs) is is that, and because I'm relatively new to the sport myself, I've only been in it for like four or five years. Is this the way you typically like to race? Like at at Havelina, can we expect you to, uh, sort of ignore what's around you and just race hard from start to finish?
1: Yeah. I try not to like race off the front just for the sake of it. I think some people do that and it's cool. Like I think a lot of people like Zach Miller is a good example. You know, I think he gets a lot of energy and and, and like inspiration from like racing hard off the front from the, from the gun. Um, and that works for him. He's, he's really good. <laughs> um, I don't think that that really works for me off my style. I just, I feel like I'm pretty tuned into the way I feel mentally and physically and, and I'm, and I'm pretty good at running my own race. Um, I mean, anytime you're in a race and you're a competitive person like me, I'm very influenced by everything going on around me. But the best races I've had are, are ones where I've I've like truly just like focused on what I need, and and oftentimes that's letting people go in front of me because I don't feel that good. But there have been times like at Hard Rock when you know everything logical tells me that I should not go off the front, but I feel good and and I'm running my own race and I'm like within an acceptable level of intensity or or pace or whatever I'm looking for. And, and yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's, if you feel that good and it's working, like screw what you think, you know, go for it. That worked for me. Like the first big race I won was Wakania in 2012. And I like dropped the whole field and I was (laughs) basically this nobody from the United States. And I remember dropping everybody and looking back and being like, this is, this is not supposed to happen, but I felt fine. And then I went on and, and it worked. Um, I thought a little bit about that during hard rock though. And I was like, maybe this is going to happen again. And <laughs> but ten years it, did. On. <laughs> it was okay though. It was fun, man. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's still racing and it, it's just fun. You know, you take some risks. That's kind of the point.
0: Last question I have for you and you can fact check me here, but I don't think you've ever raced Western States before. And it could be the case that Javelina is not a means to Western States. You're just doing it because you are inspired by that race. But, uh, are you on a mission for one of these golden tickets?
1: Big time. Yeah, that's the whole reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like Western States is such a thing. You know, it's the oldest hundred and everybody does it. It's, it's so much hype. And for whatever reason, I've never run it. And I've been running the sport, running these races. I've been in the sport like 14 years or something now. Um, so it's crazy, you know, and I'm like, I think I could do well there if I had a good day. And I was like, I got to do that before I get too old. right? <laughs> I got to give it a shot at least. <laughs> um I don't know this year. Like I've, I always know that there was going to be a year when I was like ready to run Western States when I really wanted to. And for whatever reason, like I watched all the, the race this year and I was like, this is cool. I want to be part of this next year. Um, so Javelina is, is the way I'm going to try to do that. It's a great way for me to gain experience running a a super runnable hundred. Um, obviously Western States is more mountainous than Javelina, but, um, you can run a lot more of javelina than Western, sorry, you can run a lot more of Western States than hard rock and mm. and hard rocks the like style of race that I've kind of focused on in the past. But I think the run in javelina will be great practice for me to learn to see like, what is it like to try to run basically every step of a hundred miles rather than hiking up and down mountains and um, do it. And, you know, it gets kind of hot. It's like 80 something. It's nothing like Western States. It's a little good yeah. practice. And, I don't know. But then also like in the build up to Havelina I have gotten kind of excited about the race itself. Like, I don't know. I, I was like looking through the Instagram the other day, like, what's it like out there? Wow. <laughs> how many, how many laps?
0: But, um, well, Dakota, it, it's been a pleasure to, to meet. And I really do mean it when I say, I hope we can go long form later this year, or early next year, because uh, that intersection between environmental activism and what athletes and our sport can do absolutely fascinates me. I'll make sure to link to footprints running in the show notes. Same thing with what well, you're doing at normal. Um, Thanks a lot. Same thing with all your relevant social media. Anything you want to leave the listeners with before we go? I just
1: I don't know. I just I hope you're going out there and having a good time in these last beautiful days before it becomes winter. Uh, I don't know. Run because you love it. I'm going to go try to run really fast on the 29th of October, but I'm going to stop if I hate it, but I won't hate it.
0: Thanks for listening. Before we sign off, if you are a fan of the show, please consider supporting us with a rating and review in your podcast player, a donation on Patreon or the use of our sponsored discount codes in the show notes. Thanks again. We really appreciate your support. Really appreciate you listening until next time. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to, the single track podcast.